0: Uh, and by the way, I'm saying that we recorded an episode yesterday, and we re-recorded it today because of the news. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had an interaction on Twitter. This guy, uh, someone recommended our show to someone else on Twitter, and then they responded like, cool, I'll give them a follow. I see they haven't recorded since the end of June. Do they update regularly? And then I responded to that. I was like, hey, thanks for the follow. Uh, we've had some scheduling issues and work and stuff going on lately, but we do usually do one a week. Um, new episode coming tomorrow. And then, uh, we didn't do it yesterday. not going
1: to get caught in this web of lies, Jacob. This is just an unnecessary web of lies. I just want Jared,
0: (laughs) Jared to know that I wasn't lying to him when I said we were going to do an episode yesterday. You weren't lying. You thought we were. And then we didn't. And he's there like, fuck these guys.
1: (laughs) Fuck them. If you put up, we put out an episode today. He's, oh, he's gonna be oh, shit.
0: Just like I feel like it's got to be a good episode because of that. Well, it's too late for that.
1: I burned off everything I have to say already.
0: Yeah, baby. Let's do it! Yes, it's Saturday, July seventeenth, uh ten thirty-one AM local time in Toronto. My name is Jacob Eamon. He's David Patrick Fleming. This is underdogs. David doesn't have his headphones on. I just did a, the most energized intro in Underdog's history. He's almost got him. He's plugging him in. It doesn't matter anyways.' It's, it's pouring rain outside in Toronto right now, but the uh, the mood is electric. The, the The energy surrounding the Toronto Blue Jays is insane. Do you want to know why? Because the boys tell me why, Jay The boys are coming home. <laughs> the boys are coming home july 30th not but 13 days from now less than two weeks and 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 what two, two years later september 29th 2019 was the last time the blue jays played in the rogers center um Justin Smoke was playing his last game. Half of the team wasn't here. We didn't have Ryu. We didn't have Robbie Ray. We had a completely different Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There was no George Springer. Is this insane what has transpired for this team since we saw them in with our own eyes? My god, i, I, I you found out. How did You you were working
1: last night. You didn't know what was going on. I I didn't know what was going on. I was working. The restaurant was super busy. I get a text from you that says, you got to book July 30th off tonight. And I was like, get off my ass. I can't. I got to work that night. And I wasn't really considering what you were saying. And then maybe 20 minutes later, I stopped in my tracks and I was like, wait a minute, July 30th was the first option for the Toronto Blue Jays to come home to the Rogers Center. wait a minute. And then I checked my phone and I see that they're coming back and it just put the biggest pep in my step. I started getting emotional thinking about Walking through the concourse to the Rogers Center, you get to your gate, you walk through the gate, and then boom, it's like a green yeah. pasture. I know it's not real grass and it's garbage, but it's a green pasture. You see the hopefully dome open, you see the Toronto night sky, you see the CN Tower all lit up. And there's the sounds of the ballpark, the cracks of the bat, the snaps of the ball into the glove and oh man it's just it's so crazy how much time it's been since we've been able to do that and and you just saying there like almost 2 years it's like holy christ like half this team hasn't even played in the Rogers Centre yeah.
0: I was just thinking about how winded I'm gonna get walking up the ramps up
1: to the 500 section. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got 15,000 people who've put on 30 pounds each from this lockdown walking up. This is like bodies are dropping. You go up, you have to step over bodies that couldn't make it. Yeah,
0: they got a little water station after the second ramp. <laughs> <laughs> little, little little bench there now, so people can take a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby it's gonna be awesome you know what else it's it's trade deadline day pretty much when or is it the trade deadline day I think on the first the, day
1: the next the next day is trade deadline is the deadline the 31st are there 30, I believe are there so. 31 days in July 30 days has September April May and so don't know that rhyme I think there's 31 there's 31 days in July though for sure are, I don't know can you say for sure i feel like you don't i can say for sure i'm gonna if there's anything that i uh, really stand by it's my promises and my guarantees okay i'm gonna tell you right now july 31st just say the word yeah no you're right you're right there is 31 right eh? there's, there's
0: 31 days in july um but is the 31st trade deadline day do we just assume that Could it possibly be the 30th? I thought someone said that it was 30. It is. July 30th at 4 p.m., <laughs> at 4 p.m. is trade
1: deadline day. 7 p.m. The Blue Jays will make their home debut with a. Oh my God. With. with Would new- you imagine though? You imagine though? You, you show up at the stadium and then it's like, and we dumped Ray and Simeon. No. See, see this?
0: <laughs> I have a whole section in my notes about how because we're coming home, it is not possible that we sell anybody like like we have to add we have to add in almost like i almost feel like we need to make a big move just because of the energy like there's no way that the team in the even even if they don't think we're going to make the playoffs just as a as a, a a gesture of of faith of of what we've been through for the last two years there is absolutely no way that robbie ray is going anywhere marcus Simeon are no not a chance. We are adding and the energy is going to be electric. The guys like you saw what happened to the team last night. I mean,
1: you didn't see it. You were at work, but I mean, they came onto it the- looks like, yeah, they responded. Oh. They responded to to the moment. But now I believe I, I hear what you're saying, but I do think that you know, let's say that momentum didn't continue. And I'm just gonna play negative Nelly here for a second. Okay. If they started to, Nelly. if they lost, <laughs> what, you get a problem with negative negative right, negative Nick. Hey everybody, I'm negative Nick and I'm going to come in and shit all over your face. Uh, they lose the next two in Texas. They lose two out of three in Boston. Uh, I don't know where they're going after that, but they lose two out of three. If they put themselves in a position where they are so obviously not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make a big move just because they're coming to the Rogers Center to play in front of 15,000 uh, people. They might ma- Except maybe, for they are No, there's no way. I'm sorry, Nelly.
0: Underlay, underlay, mama, EI. We are not... We are absolutely not selling off.
1: It doesn't like you're talking about like we have to win the division in order to make the playoffs. We gotta. We- no, I'm not. But I'm saying that you'll even you won't even have a shot at the wild card if you start shitting out right now. You, th- you if think? You, I, and I don't think they're going to. Just to be clear on the record, I think the Blue Jays are going to go on a roll here. I think this this news of them coming back to Toronto is going to inspire um uh, a winning streak. I think that um you could see last night that that. Uh, This team is ready to rock. Mm -hmm. The bats are ready to rock. But there is a version where that July 30th uh, home debut is uh, very complicated in the fact that we are so excited that they're back, but they have dumped some of our favorite players and gotten some potentially good prospects for it.
0: Tell me, tell me, like, tell me about Oakland, the Oakland fucking Athletics, or the Seattle Mariners, and how any of those teams who have a shot at the second wild card are going to, over the course of a second half, where we make additions, even if even if we shit the bed this week, you know, we're, we're I think we're two games back of of Oakland and 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 Tampa or something right now. It doesn't it doesn't matter. None of that matters. We have a whole half season where we have. MVP Vlad, what like MVP of, in any other year, Vlad, where Shohei Otani isn't like here in any other year in a hundred years. I feel like you know, MV, Vlad's gonna win the MVP. So you can't tell me that if we add, I don't know, <clears throat> let's say we get Craig Kimbrel, I, I don't, I don't know, just just some dude like Craig Kimbrel or or Rodriguez. We get we get a legit. We get a legit, not even it doesn't even have to be a closer. I want a closer, and we can talk a bit about how we need a closer a bit later. Um, But you can't tell me that with the town, we have the best, we have the best second baseman, the best leadoff hitter in the American League. We've got Bo Bichette, who I don't know if you've seen the stats of what they've been saying about the stats over his hundred and sixty-two, his first hundred and sixty-two games. He he's he's had. An insane start to his career. And it's again, we've talked about how it's overshadowed by, Bo, uh, by Vlad. But you know, like the team is just got so much talent. And if they think that just because of the record and that we're, we're too many games back at the deadline, that we can't go on a run, I, I just don't believe that.
1: The team's way more than three games out of the wildcard. How many? How many? Uh, what I'm looking at right now says eight.
0: No, we're eight games back of Boston of the of the division.
1: Well then, okay. So then we are we're okay. So we have we're forty six and forty two, and the A's are fifty three and forty. Say say that again. We're forty six and forty two, and the A's are fifty three and forty. So we're like three and a half out of out of Oakland then. No, four and a half. Four and a we're half. Four and a, four and a half back from Oakland. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a week.
0: It's a week <laughs> of baseball. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, there's no. There's. <laughs> I feel like there's almost no amount of games right now that will that will bring me down at this point because of because of how I feel and how close I feel we are. Like, I know that we mash. We mash against bad teams, and and we, we lose close games. We've lost a lot of close games. You know, I was looking at, again, I'm looking at Craig Kimber last night. He has 12 saves this season. <laughs> 12 saves. And I'm just thinking about, like, if the Blue Jays had... If I don't think we even have twelve saves as a team, I would be that would surprise me if we've saved twelve games as a whole. Let alone having one dude do that, even have the opportunity to do that. I think he's blown one save.
1: But you also think about Ryan Buechel coming back. Rocky came back Hatch last coming night. Coming back, exactly. So those are huge ads right there. Yes, I mean Thomas Hatch. I don't know if he's going to come up. If they're going to just try to save him for starts, but if they wanted to bring him up and put him in that sort of late inning position that they had him in last year, where he was really effective for you know a while, at least half the season. Uh, fuck. I mean, that, that solves something right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean,
0: <sighs> Steven Matz is going to be, I don't know what he's going to be doing because, because uh, he's going to be stuck in the hotel, I guess for the entire time. You know, Mr. Anti, Anti-Vax, Mats Stephen Matz is going to be locked in quarantine in his hotel. He's going to be going from the ballpark into
1: the ballpark hotel. You know, so I don't understand how you can be so against the vaccine <laughs> to a point where, like, you would you would say, you know what? I will. I'm going to stay in the hotel the entire rest of the season. I'm not going to go anywhere for the rest of the season because I so deeply believe that these vaccines are. I, who knows what he thinks about the vaccines? He might think that. He, he, maybe he just maybe it's just like an indifference like eh, i don't want to get them but maybe it's a strong point yeah. that he thinks that you know it's uh, infringement of his rights or that they're gonna that they're that there's little microchips in these vaccines where he's going to be able to be tracked he's a major league baseball player he's already being tracked we already know where he is at every second of the day what is this little what's this vaccine going to do i don't understand
0: i was would, i wouldn't just, mind having a chip in me like what's the problem what if I get lost? What if like, I could deteriorate pretty quickly here, and I would rather people know where
1: I got to. He's going to the beer store again. Oh, <laughs> now he's going to the cannabis store. Oh, he's going back to the beer store after the cannabis store? <laughs> Did he Wait, forget that he a... already got beer? <laughs> Why is he going to a different cannabis store after he went to the beer store again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so we got Barucky we got Barucky back. We need
1: a closer. I I I've had enough of Jordan Romano closing games. I got to say that. Uh it's it's funny to shit on Jordan Romano because, you know, he's still having a good year, but I agree, man. I want Craig Kimbrell. I really really want Craig Kimbrell. I don't think we're going to get him, but that is who I want as well.
0: I I agree. Uh the last the last time I saw Romano, he came in it's, I know it's been a while since we've done, it, done an episode, but I think I was texting you about it. I was losing my mind. He came in. I think it was against the Rays, maybe the last game before the break. And we had a three-run inning. He came in and threw just like three straight uncompetitive pitches outside of the zone, yawns, yawns on the mound. And, and I'm, I'm. what are you, how are you yawning? How, like, he's acting like it, we're up 10 here. And and we're up three. Like, Come on. Like, this is, this is a meaningful game against a big team here. And you're yawning on the mound, throwing uncompetitive pitches. Then finally, he's like, oh, well, I guess it's 3-0. Three, I got to throw, thro- throw a pitch in the zone. Gets cracked. It gets a, I, I think it was a double. I'm just going to say it's a double. I don't remember. It
1: could have been a single. I'm going to say uh, either Lau or Wendell. Do you know uh, how sometimes people use yawning as a tactic? Like to just show people how little you care, but it's obviously a tactic, and it's masking something. Maybe, maybe people were making fun of his squat. Maybe people were chirping him because of his squat, or people. This is on the a other dude that talks to himself
0: him. that like puts on
1: the most like I'm the craziest fucking yeah. dude in the league. And so maybe at this point, like people keep chirping him, and he was just like, "Oh, you can't bother me. Nothing bothers me." But deep down, he is bothered. But maybe the I can't imagine that he just let a genuine yawn out. I think it was a purposeful, conscious yawn that was that was a tactic for something. I'm going to start recording all of the games and leave them
0: in PVR just for a, an occasion like this, so I can go back and I and I will and I will get it out on our Twitter.
1: Yeah, but there's no way you will know. You're like you can see by the way his face is stretching here in his eyes that this is a genuine yawn, a yawn that caught him off guard. I-
0: have you ever talked to me before? Like, you know that I'm... I'm, I'm I am, there's
1: no way that... You, I spend the no whole game know. trying to read into this. Yeah, not necessarily correctly, though. When have I been wrong? Well, it's hard to know. It's all subjective nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is
0: that Romano should be our, like, weapon of choice. Like, let's, like, here's here's a dog this guy is a dog and we're gonna let him out like it's the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, whatever it is. We got some big guys we want we want to bring him in because it's a big moment, but it's not just the ninth. I feel like I feel like he doesn't get up for just the ninth like he doesn't care about the number he wants to he wants to be a positional. Uh, uh uh i don't know what the what the word is but he wants to be a guy that's that's a, a of a of a specific moment that could come at any time you know he's got to keep him on his toes get him pacing around in the, in the in the bullpen like when am i going in and then he gets to call and like okay yeah baby but if he knows it's gonna be the ninth he's like it gets in his head he starts yawning he's getting tired because of the, you know what i'm saying right
1: are our, our dogs yawning on the mound that's not scary <laughs> I do think you're right, though. I think that he's just maybe not one of those guys that works well as the guy, like the guy at the end of the game. I think maybe it like compromises some part of his what he believes about himself or like his ego or something like that. and I think he slots in better when someone else is the is the focus who's been in that role who knows how to do it and is just made for it for whatever reason or he just needs more time doing it. But we don't have time. It's this year coming to Toronto wildcard. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, you you heard it here. We're going we're gonna to get some big, big dogs. Um, I want to talk now about third base. Um, it's- if you
1: bring up Josh Donaldson, I'm, I'm clicking the mic off and I'm walking out again. I'm not doing that again. So Josh Donald <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, 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 not Josh Donald. I just want to see where you're at now at this point like Biggio versus Espinal even if we don't get another dude like I feel like Espinal has had such an insane season. Like I get that like yeah, he's got a great average. He doesn't play a ton. He's excellent at defense and most of his hits that are coming in, they're singles. It's not like he's doing damage, but I mean it's, it's, a, it's a really challenging kind of process for my mind to go through of trying to figure out who I want from day to day between Biggio and Espinal. Because I feel like Espinal has the leg up on defense. I don't think there's any question about that. I'll, I'll say that, that Biggio had a nice play uh, taken. Uh, I don't know who, who it was from texas last night I, I can't say that i know almost anybody on texas other than joe gallo uh but he gunned someone out of the plate they it was a stu- stupid play to to be fair they they tried to go on contact or something and uh biggio caught it and gunned a guy out kept kept the scoreless uh game at that point and uh, so that was a nice play but it, it, i'm, I'm I, I digress uh but Biggio, obviously, he's got more power than Espanol. I don't think there's any question about that. He's got a better eye. You know, we know that he has one of the best eyes in the league, and he's kind of streaky at the moment. We don't know when he's going to be good at hitting, when he's going to be bad at hitting. We don't know when he's going to be fine at defense and when he's going to be dreadful at defense. So, so where are you kind of at right now with who you want? I mean, in a playoff game, is Biggio playing in that game for you right now?
1: Before I answer that question, I I think I have to explain some aspect of it because for me, and I wonder if this is similar with the way that he's viewed, I'm sure he's viewed in a way more intricate way than I'm going to view him, but I I guess I feel like the potential of Biggio is better than Espinal. Mm -hmm. And we've seen Biggio, like last year, Biggio had some pretty great stretches of getting on base and hitting for somewhat power. And, you know, you didn't notice his defense that much at second base when he was playing second base. Like he's, not, he's not an amazing second baseman by any stretch, but he really stands out on third base uh, at times at being, you know, uh, a poor defender, but it's sort of like this race with the clock on how much time can you give Biggio to try to figure that out, to return to that upside and how many games will that cost you now he's had most of this season but he's been dealing with you know he had a hand thing he had a neck thing I think he still has somewhat of a neck thing um you know you wonder you go through this all star break where he's had a week off and has that made his neck problem go away I guess what I'm saying is if the playoffs started tonight and it was a wild card game I'm putting espinol at third but I'm still interested in giving Biggio a bit more time to try to get his bat going. But even in saying that, you don't need either of their bats if this team is 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 functioning well. So you do want the defense is key. Yeah. I mean it would be like the weakest hitting third base you know of any playoff team. But you know, look who else we have. Who else has a second baseman that's mashing To the degree that that we are. And Mm -hmm. who knows what George Springer is. I mean, he didn't look great last night, but if George Springer can get going, you can hide some poor bats at the catching position and at third base. So well, at every other position. Every other position in the infield,
0: you have either the first or the second best hitting (laughs) bat at the position.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So like To have an embarrassment of riches to get Biggio's back going, I still have. Um, I still want to see that because I like that that left-handed power in the lineup and the potential to get on base a lot. I I think Espinal could be a late inning defensive replacement, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know.
0: I was thinking. I was walking my dog Bruce the other day, and I just had this kind of like flash remembrance of of the amount of playing time that Ryan Goins had you know for for our playoff run and like what a fan favorite he was everyone loved him for <laughs> whatever reason you know the way he the way he looked but mostly because of his glove and how uh, great of a defender he was and he came up with some some clutch hits and it really reminded me of what I feel like Espinal's place is and I think Goins played a lot more than Espinal even does now um, but it was kind of a, a similar reminder for me of like what the function of this of this guy could be, especially in the playoffs for us.
1: Well, I think that Goins was a better defender than Espinol too. Like Goins was an elite shortstop.
0: Well, es- Espinol is a natural
1: shortstop. He's not a third baseman. No, I know, but he's not an elite natural shortstop. He's a good natural shortstop. He's not I elite. Don't, like I don't Goins know if we elite. know that. Um, I'm going to say it as fact right now. <laughs> I don't know
0: if we know that. We, uh, how many times have we got to even to see Espinal play shortstop?
1: But well, one of the reasons that you saw Goins so much was because Tulewitzki has bird bones and he got hurt every time he like a, there was a stiff wind. And so Goins came in a lot. Now, if Vigio got hurt, there'd be no question that Espinal would be in for him.
0: Right, but if we didn't have another gold glove shortstop on the team who isn't the starter, I think it would be the same situation here with Espinal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so we don't know where we're at. We still need to see more more uh more time with both of them, I guess.
1: And well i just want more time with biggio and then at the last second ditch him for espinal i'm giving <laughs> him like another week give Biggio a week to see where he can get going if not kick him dumpster espinal
0: okay um do you feel like you want any priority put into getting a natural third baseman who is perhaps average or above average with the bat at third base or is that a next year thing
1: for you if for me the the biggest thing is pitching yeah so if like all the you know I don't, it'll never be all the attention was put on third base and we forgot about pitching but i if, if i have to choose one thing for the blue jays moving forward just one thing like if you can only choose one thing closer elite closer craig Kimbrell, he's got long hair now he the beard shorter the beard shorter. He's really figured it out. Oh yeah, he looks
0: incredible. Go take a look. Do a quick Google search, or, or just watch some watch some highlights. Put on SportsCenter. Center. They'll show you a nice Craig Kimbrell save if if they can save, if they can get to that point. I know the Cubs are in a nosedive right now. Keep it going. Keep going downhill. We don't want
1: any any uh, thoughts that maybe they, they won't sell. But to your question, do I want a package? That gives us both Kimbrel and Chris Bryant. Yes, I do.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. Like everyone's like, "What's the asking? What's the what's the price going to be?" And i feel be like, still to this day, no matter who you ask, no one has any fucking
1: idea. I know, and you're we're always surprised by what the package was every time you see any trade. You're like, "Oh my god, that's all they gave. That's yes. all we would have to give. Why didn't we get him?" Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's that's my thinking as well. Um, and there's a lot of talk that if we do get a third baseman or if we get a, 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 you know, we've talked a little bit about this again in the past, but there's a lot of talk, we need to get a controllable infielder. And I'm like, well, if that's where we're at, then why aren't we immediately thinking of getting rid of Groschrans or something? Like, like I, I'm confused. I'm a little bit confused about whether or not we're pushing in all in at this point, because I'm like what are we, who, who, who's going to be coming up, right? Like, what are these moves that we're going to be have that are uh, people that are coming up that are going to turn this into a championship team that it isn't already now, like where we're not like trying to add through trade or free agent signings. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, is it, the, is it just a third baseman? Is it, is it the new catcher? Is it like, who is it? Who are we waiting well, for?
1: Well, it's I think it is Groshans because you're, the need is third base. You have this guy who's a like a supposedly an elite third baseman with a good bat and I, I think that because your offense is pretty elite that you could suffer him developing in the big leagues next year.
0: But what if that like, sets back to get, Like you don't, if- need, you don't need you don't what if that is like, oh, we were going to be a contender, but then we brought up this kid again and now he needs like one or two years in order for him to be at the championship contending place. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I keep thinking about. Or like Simeon Woods Richardson, wait, 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 we got to wait for him to come up. And then I'm like, well, OK, but look at how long it takes some of these young kids in order to, to start performing at a, at a major
1: league consistent level. There's no way to know. There's no way to know how long that's going to take. And a guy like Bo Bichette came up and didn't even seem like he missed a beat, seemed like he was elite right away. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm saying is that even if Groshans comes up, and 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 as long as he is an average defender, I think you can suffer the ups and downs of whatever his bat is going to be in the first year of the big leagues because as you said, the rest of the team is all star bats. Mm-hmm. Tay Oscar, George, Vladdy, you know, Simeon, if you can sign him, which probably not likely. Bichette. And then you've got a, you know, whoever you want to do as, as a catcher. You could have Kirk behind the plate who can mash. You could have Moreno come up somewhat soon and see what he can do at the big league level. But, I guarantee you they were talking about trading Groshans in in phone calls every day. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Simeon's coming back, by the way. Bucket and book it. He's coming back. I'm telling you right now, I I think that there's a 95% chance that Simeon's coming back. (laughs)
1: And then tell me what part of that 95% is based on anything more than just a feeling. Uh, Well, it's, it's
0: educated feeling, you know, it's like, it's a, okay. it's a feeling of a guy who does a podcast about, about a team. Okay. <laughs> I watch the games. I watch him. I, I will say like, I, uh, I'm still nervous of around him. He, I feel like he doesn't like me every time I see him and he looks anywhere in the direction of the camera i feel like he's he knows that i'm looking at him that's why you
1: want him that's why you want him because you can tell he deep like in some part of him is unavailable to you and so you're all about him if you if he looked at you with open love and made it seem like he was staying you'd turn on a dime you'd be like i'm not really sure maybe we should test the waters with some other second (laughs) (laughs) baseman
0: i need to talk to some guys on the team and ask them if they have that feeling too
1: do you get that feeling i don't know how you know he's staying like what do you do you think the camera zooms in on him on second and under his breath he's just saying oh i'm gonna stay for sure I like this. <laughs> There's just no he's so stoic almost all the time. There's no way, you know, if he's staying or not. I think that he's going to free agency for sure. And then he's coming to us.
0: 95%. It's 95. Easy. Think about it. What do you think he wants at this point? You know, like money? Money. We can give him money. Maybe he can get a little bit more money somewhere else. What else do you think he wants? Championship? Look around the league. The next five, six years, uh, unless unless the Dodgers are are done with Seager and they don't get Correa, they don't get Story, and then they're like, we want Marcus Simeon. He's he's our guy. Then okay, if the Dodgers want him and the Dodgers will probably get him, he might say, I got a better shot at the sh- at, at the sh- at the chip with the Dodgers. I get that.
1: Imagine imagine working so hard on something like being you know. Uh not great at a position, working so hard on it, and then becoming really, really good at that position. And then by no real choice of your own, just sort of being moved. I mean, yes, he, it was his choice to come here, but he was then moved off that position. And then you're going to sign a longer term deal to just keep playing that position, always, always in your heart somewhere knowing that you're a better shortstop than Boba being around it all the time, knowing that you could do better than that and that you could do that for another team was probably going to pay you similar amount of money. I just think that that is a factor in his decision, probably wanting to be a shortstop for things that are beyond money and, and, and success, but just because it's your passion to do that all right well
0: i get that but i also see the argument of of a team of our team specifically or his family or his inner monologue saying do you want to be a sort of middle of the road average kind of shortstop amongst all the superstars and kind of fly under the radar or do you want to be the best second baseman in the league and we'll we'll pay you we'll like you you're still going to get a ton of money you're still going to get a ton of money and i even just think about it like what 20 million dollars this year. And of course, like they want they want the millions and the millions and the millions and there's never enough millions. We can we can go millions until we don't even know what millions are anymore. But I just feel like I I feel like I look at this man and I think he wants a championship. And you know, of course, like usual, we're we're reading into what I get when I look into his eyes.
1: But indifference. You don't think he wants to put on the pinstripes and play shortstop for the fucking Yankees? You don't think that? Come on. You don't think that they
0: want Correa or, or Story? Like, you don't think that he's like the fourth option for almost every team? Like, is there anyone other than us that says we want you, you more than anyone else? You put his numbers up against.
1: You put his numbers up against the other shortstops. He's not a middling shortstop. Oh, well, he's older than all of them. He's, yeah, but look at his body. He's so fit. He's so healthy
0: he's unbelievably attractive. He's so good looking. I, of course. Of course. Yes.
1: It feels like, it feels like if we're going to get him, like it, it's all about how we react to him when he comes to Toronto. We have to sell it as the fan base. We have to make him feel like he's so loved. We already gave him a starting nod in the all-star game for God's sakes, but he has to come here. We have to have signs. We have to have uh, uh, chants. Like he's going to Simeon is giving us a, a semi a semi erection. He's going That's he's going to writing. the All Star Game every year of a contract
0: if he plays with us. If he if he if if he's a shortstop somewhere else, he's not even touching. The, he's not even sniffing the All Star Game again.
1: Simeon was voted in again by the Canadian fans this year. He's only batting one sixty, <laughs> but here he is starting for the AL.
0: Yeah, I I just feel like it it works, you know can He can ride out his career with a ton of money being the best in the game at his position, and yeah, it's a different position, but life changes I don't know. i think i I really think there's there's a better shot than 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 everyone else thinks that that Simeon comes back and of
1: course, well, all it has to be to be a better shot is more than fifty percent. I think it's better than fifty percent as well, but ninety five ooh, baby, that's high, yeah. I
0: mean I got to I got to have a chat with his wife see what the kids think of Toronto but I think they're going to like it
1: Dude are you talking to my wife? I'm just saying what you think of the Get away the from city. my wife. You get away from my wife, you get away from my kid. I am never come I was just about to sign and now I'm not going to. Ah, shit.
0: All right. I'll uh, I'll back off. I'll back off for a little bit. Um you want to chat a little bit about the All-Star game, the home run derby, any of that stuff, all that stuff happened since we did to the
1: the last uh, episode as well. I really like that. I mean, the Home Run Derby, I, I, look, it's fine. I don't like the broadcasting of it. It made me car sick. Yes The 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 way you were trying to follow the ball on the, I think it was Verizon screen. It was just like, it was like they got the cinematographer for the Blair Witch Project to follow the ball <laughs> into the stands. It was all like shaky and I was going to yak. But, you know, it was exciting when uh Soto and Shohei had that little showdown that was fun you know Pete Alonso I I know everybody loves Pete Alonso he just just bothers me all right I don't know why he bothers me I don't like him um (laughs) but I like that Vladdy didn't play in the all-star game or in the home run derby and then hit like one of the biggest bombs in a game ever just to kind of be like not only am I gonna win this MVP but I'm gonna make everybody wonder if I would have won that home run derby yeah yeah, that's true.
0: The the Derby yeah. The the cinematography of that, the layout there, like the screen layout that they figured out was it was super jarring. And you and I were I mean, you were drinking more than me. I had to I had to drive, so I couldn't I couldn't drink. <laughs> I don't drink I don't drink a lot, Jacob.
1: I don't what are,
0: what are you saying? Um, wait, no no no. That was the all star game that I wasn't drinking. I, we we were both we were both tanked watching the The Home Run Derby. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, We we finished a bottle of wine before the thing started. Yeah. I mean, I
1: wasn't tanked, but maybe that says more to how much I drank.
0: I just wanted to say tanked. I thought it sounded cool. I know we weren't. We were we, we were drinking wine and then uh, vodka sodas. We were we were uh, I mean hydrating as we're drinking. We're kind of getting undrunk as we're drinking. So that's how that yeah, works. That's true. Um, so yeah, we weren't tanked, but but it sounds cool. So let's say we were tanked. We were watching the Derby. <laughs> I was I, p- I did feel kind of motion sick because of because of the way yeah. that they set it up. Um, I don't know what the the ideal way is. I feel like I've never thought about that in the past though. So they that needs to be fixed.
1: I will say though that because they throw so many pitches now and or because like they don't have to wait as long as they used to back in the day when it was 10 right. outs they took their sweet fucking time and now they're just launching pitch after pitch yes. and i mean we all yes. saw one of the greatest performances we've ever jouse the guy throwing to uh pete alonzo hey the guy just serves it up on a platter every single time boom 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 boom
0: yeah we uh we got Really, really, really into Dave Jouse Immediately once he started, we thought this was going to be like an underdog thing. No one would be talking about Dave, about Dave Jouse. You know, we're thinking about doing an episode or something. I go on Twitter and like Twitter's blowing up about Dave Jouse. We were not the only ones thinking about how awesome he was, but it was pretty. It was immediate. I was like, oh my god, he is he's the winner of this because of mm-hmm. how perfect. And then I saw on Twitter, someone brought up the, the heat map of, of his pitches and they were all, it was like, it looked like someone shot a shotgun and like it was just a spray <laughs> of, of, of buckshot all in the same spot of the strike zone. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, what a performance by Jousie. Think, I think we could have hit some bombs with Jous pitching. I think all you have to do is close your eyes and swing through the middle of the plane, and it's gone, gone, yes. gone. And Jaws also like he had a way of communicating
0: effectively. I thought with with uh, with the bear. What's his name? Alonzo. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the polar bear as well. For some reason, the bear just sounds different.
0: <laughs> yeah, with with the polar bear uh you know he he would he would he would hold the ball right in front of him do a little do a little like this is where it's coming here it comes and then you know he plunked him like, you're coming a bit onto the plate just back up a little bit so i don't have to keep plunking you and
1: yeah. uh, oh the plunk was intentional
0: it's oh 100%. for sure you don't he just, miss, like throw per-
1: darts down the middle and then all of a sudden hit him in the shoulder no house no. was making his mark
0: yeah the the, the bear was leaning he was yeah. a he was crowding the plate and it wasn't helping him.
1: So I think it's weird uh, to have a nickname like that as an adult. Who Jelsey? Like, and, and no, no, the polar bear. And you know, you're just you're just out and you and you. It's, and there's nothing ironic about it to you. You're like, no, no, no. Call me the polar bear. I think oh, that's he, weird. He asked for that. Well, he accepts it and he like goes with it and doesn't seem to be bothered by it. And he like refers to himself as the polar bear. So I don't I don't think he came up with it and was like call me the polar bear but I think now that it's established he's just very comfortable being called the polar bear. He's an adult. The polar bear. It's weird. Yeah.
0: It's also interesting like that we're bringing in like the race like the skin color into it to like to refer to him specifically as the the white bear like Mm. Like, could we
1: call him Grizzly or is that? I never took it as that being the race. I took it as um, him being like, hey guys, uh, I actually was like watching a nature doc. And actually, I know you guys call me the bear, but polar bears are actually larger than any other bear. So I, w- I want to be the biggest bear. I'm the biggest baddest bear there is. So can you call me the polar bear?
0: Mm. Interesting. It's polar
1: bears, I mean, let's be honest, they're yellow.
0: Oh, like in the way that like uh, Tabby's hair is yellow. <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> you know he lives in a room just where people smoke twenty four seven. He turned his hair yellow. Yeah. Um. I
0: what I what I appreciate about the Derby, and I think I heard someone saying like, uh, you know, of all of the All Star Game things, like it's it's bigger than than the slam dunk contest at this point, bigger than the three point like. I I enjoy the competitiveness of it and especially in contrast to the all-star game, which like, you know, my brother was asking me about it. We were at his house and we were kind of talking about it. I was like, it's kind of hard as a pitcher to not give it your all when like you can't really take pitches off, but they kind of do it. Not in like the sense, like they're still trying to get each other out, but they're not like their heads aren't in the game. They're there to have fun. There is a, an element of just kind of, Playing around, you know, and yeah, Vlad, he hit that big home run, he won the MVP, but like, I mean, he, he had two or three at-bats and, and <clears throat> yeah, he had two RBIs, one, you know, the Blue Jays kind of uh, won the game on their own uh, with their RBIs and runs, and we can mention that or not mention that, but uh, it's, it's not th- a very competitive game.
1: Just to go back on the derby for one second, what yeah. do you think about this? Yeah. You do the derby. Derby, but uh, you set up like quadrants of the outfield, and opposite field dingers count as two dingers. Hmm. Like center field counts as something. You hit it on the pole, it's like, eh, you know, anybody can pull a shot, but it becomes more about your ability to hit to all parts of the field.
0: I think that that's a separate contest, and it's not necessarily dinger dependent. I think that you could kind of get points based on opposite heart how hard it's hit, um whether it's a liner, if it's a moonshot. I think that there could be a cool kind of hitting contest that takes that into account, but for me the derby is the derby and a dinger is a dinger, and you would take away like like someone like Trey Mancini, who like he was able to compete because of the pace that he was able to hit. Right? They just kept swinging, swinging, swinging. He was scraping the walls, and Alonzo was launching them way, way harder, way, way further. But it's still, I, I like that the Derby, like, and that a single wall just to, it, it allows for um, what makes be- baseball such a special sport, and that anybody, anybody can can compete in a game. So mm. that's what I think about that.
1: Fair. Fair enough. That was kind of poignant, eh? Yeah, it was. No response. (laughs) Um,
0: Hey, moving on. Um, George Springer was uh, hitting fourth still last night, and I thought it was kind of funny how uh, we all just... I, I don't know about you, but enough media dudes, enough talk, radio, enough... Uh, play by play guides. Like, if everybody just says that the time to move him is after the All Star Game, and we need him to be hitting leadoff, I was just I was shocked when when the lineup came out and he was hitting four. I was like, what? I thought I thought we decided this already. He was supposed to be leading off,
1: and uh, it's it's almost like the team doesn't care what we think. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, exactly. is shocking. Yeah. Um, and I mean, look, Simeon marked his territory again last night and george did not yeah that's gotta get hot man you gotta earn it i i really feel for the guy right now i you know there's
0: a there's i know you're you're looking at me like yeah it's
1: gonna be tough to be him it really does i think about some of the suffering in the world and i go right to george springer and i think ugh gorgeous wife 150 million dollars gets to live his dream day in and day out gorgeous charming smile oh i got it i had to take a knee the other day i was so distraught by how bad i feel for him
0: he didn't have a chance to to ride this out with the team to to come up with them to get hot with them to have his place and they kind of they kind of became a team without him they they've had so long they're they're so hot all together they did a replay of of vlad tanking his 417 foot home run into the night out of the ballpark and it was like the side view and you can just see george on the on deck circle he doesn't even like uh, he wants to be happy at that point but he knows he has to go up to bat after that and i just like i did my heart went out to him and i can just sense how hard he wants he wants to feel normal he just wants to be a, his average career self right and he he isn't there right now and i feel like it's just like a mental thing and once he once he gets that couple hits it's just gonna all click and it's gonna flow out of him and we're gonna be riding a whole new wave of of, of an even more insane offense because we have this incredible guy in george binger
1: the longer that Simeon stays in the leadoff spot, the more hope I have that he's staying.
0: <clears throat>
1: How what a sign of respect it is to Simeon to keep him there and trust in him and believe in him and I, obviously he's producing so it makes it a lot easier. He's producing at a, an elite level. But to keep your 150 million dollar top free agent guy down in the order because down in the being, order, hitting, hitting you know, cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 15 years ago, like the spot in the lineup where you yeah. put like, <laughs> um, and also, I, we don't really know if Springer's dying to hit leadoff. We can make a fairly good assumption that he is, but we don't really know.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he's just dying to hit. Sure. I'm time for him to hit too. That's all I'm saying.
1: Like, I don't know. It's a game changer once he heats up.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's gonna come soon. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like there's gonna be a game, and maybe, maybe it's when the lights are the brightest. You know, maybe it's gonna be Fenway Park. Maybe it's gonna be you know. A game he, when when we're being shut down, Vladdy's doing doing having that one Vladdy game that he has, or two Vladdy games that he has every two weeks, where he just looks lost at the plate, and you're know, like, oh, is he gaining weight? I'm not sure, and and then <laughs> <laughs> and then Springer's just gonna launch launch it off, and it's gonna be like I don't know, three run shot, and we're gonna be in the driver's seat, and then he's gonna come up next at bat, boom, double. Boom. You know what I mean? Or he's going to hit a single. Boom. Steal second. And it's going to get that OPS gonna, all the
1: way up to 700. I think he's going to be a Roger Center guy. I think he's going to like, it's just going to be what marks his legend. We're going to like stories, like a documentary on the Blue Jays years from now, will be like, and we got Springer and we paid so much money for him and he wasn't playing too good. And then all of a sudden it was late because it was after COVID. You guys remember COVID, right? The world shut down and the Jays didn't play for two years in the Rogers Center. Soon as we got to the Rogers Center, George Springer went off. And that's why we refer to him today as Roger. <laughs> Uh, George the Center Springer. Yeah, George the Center Springer, a.k.a. Roger. A.k.a. Roger or George,
0: George Rogers Center Fielder Springer.
1: You found no. it there. No, you found it.
0: I'm going to work, work <laughs> it a little bit, a little bit
1: more. I'll do, I'll, What's I'll the so. one, one thing that you're looking forward to the most about going to the Rogers Center? Doesn't have to be a big thing. Can be, though, or it can be whatever. The thing I'm
0: looking forward to most, um, I want to say like that feeling that you have when you think a a, a a shot's a dinger and you get out of your seat and then it's <laughs> not, you know? <laughs> the angle you're at or you hear you hear Vlad, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like anytime Vlad hits the ball and you hear the crack, like, get out of your seat and it's going to, because everything sounds like a dinger, I imagine in person when Vlad hits it.
1: Um, uh, people in the left field seats better look the fuck out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bad I. Bad beers. Love just yelling into the open air and it being okay. Mm-hmm. I yell in my apartment and people below me are going to call the police. But I yes. go to the Rogers Center. I can yell as long as I you know keep it reasonable. What I say, I can yell as loud as I possibly can, and it's not even really acknowledged. Yeah. True. Now, if I have a mask on, which I guess you'll have to have a mask on.
0: The questions that remain without answer at this point, I would say. Yeah. I mean, there's, what are
1: they going to have? Like some security? Excuse me. Could you please put your mask on? Could you please put your mask be doing that to 15,000 people. Or jo- Josh Goldberg works in the <laughs> security center now?
0: <laughs> put your mask
1: on. This is atrocious. Uh. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally right. And, you know, you can get drunk by yourself watching the Blue Jays game at home, but it feels, I don't know, there's a bit of shame, there's a bit of sadness that goes along with it, you know, when I get up and dance by myself. You know some like song comes on it doesn't have the same feel but when i get up and dance because i'm drunk at the rogers center i got people like Brittany's taking a video of me she's gonna remember that for the rest of her life the people in the stands next to me are like oh i wish i felt as free as this dude why can't i get up and dance you know that's what that's what i'm looking forward to <laughs>
1: Oh, I can't even focus on the game. This dude is so free. <laughs> 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 Look, I feel free, man, at that game. Yeah, it's true. There's something about it. There's something about the space. It's different than, you know, you go to an NBA game. The stadiums are big, but it's not like an open-air baseball field that it's fucking massive.
0: Oh, man, especially if there's group distancing. Like, we got our own little pod or something. There's like... I got the space to kind of like, I can like moonwalk in between the, uh, along, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can get the hands out. I'm not, no one, no one's worried about like, I don't have like my butt in some, the person next to me face. Cause you know, it is tight. I don't, I do have a sort of like a, a, a agoraphobia a, a little bit about being too close to people at live sporting events, but knowing that I can be on the outside without having to, you know, look in the. Try and book tickets that are along an aisle so that I can be an aisle seat. I can just be on the outside of the group and there's going to be like, I don't know, three chairs, four chairs in between me and the next group. I go, oh, that's going to feel amazing.
1: Yeah, that's good because sometimes people's ignorant joy uh, that intrudes my physical space really enrages me. Like if someone was dancing just like unaware and like their butt was sort of hitting me. Mm-hmm. or if like like a little splash of their drink was hitting on me and they're just so uh, joyful sickening. Yeah. It makes me really upset.
0: First game back, how are you going to how are you going to monitor your drinking? Like are you going to be like I want to I want to remember this, I want to be here, I want to pay attention to the game or are you going to be full I'm just I'm just I'm going to squeeze every bit out of this and just be like on another level, like where what are you thinking?
1: Oh, sorry, man. I thought uh, I was doing a podcast with someone who knew me. <laughs> i thought <laughs> I thought we'd been pretty close for a good number of years, and you asked me a question like that: Monitor my drinking. Is that what you just said to me? well you you, you asked me if I was going to monitor. My drinking, Jacob. You know me. I'm either not drinking at all, or I'm only drinking. So as long as I'm drinking, it's k-sh, k-sh, k-sh. the only monitoring that will happen at the Rogers Center is if something's going on in the field and I can't leave, or someone's not coming up and down the stairs asking me if I want anything.
0: Hmm. I I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, because there there's two different games for me, and I almost. Most of the time, like I have to go by myself if I really want to, like try and watch the game. Like I watch it at home, follow every pitch, know what's going on. Because I feel like when you're there having a good time, you're talking to people, you're having like I don't know a drink an inning, a drink every half, every two innings. You know, you're getting in like four or five drinks, and they hit different there. Especially if you're if you're getting the draft, you know, you're you're getting pretty loaded, and you can easily miss like an inning and a half and have no idea what happened.
1: But that for me that's the experience of going to a game and that's why I don't go to every game. You know what I mean? Well, that and it costs money. But if I really like when you get really invested in like a playoff push or a big game, I don't really want to go to the stadium. I want to watch it on TV because I can focus on all the nuance in the game itself. The when you go to a game live, 50% of it's out the window. Especially if you're sitting where we're sitting, like the 500s, 50% of it's out the window. Because you're going to have like, no matter what, you're going to miss three innings, not even just from booze, but just from like Mind wandering, thinking about, looking up at the sky, seeing the CN Tower. We start talking about something. Something happens in an inning, and we talk about it for another inning. Like it's very hard to absorb the entire game live at the stadium. But that's not what going to the stadium for me is. So if it's if it's a big game, uh, I don't like going to the game live. I mean, obviously, playoff games there are amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit different because then the entire crowd is like laser We're focused locked on the in. game. Yeah. But when there's a lot of just wandering energy, it's hard. It's hard to stay locked in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And and that's the only reason I asked, you know, I was wondering like, maybe you, maybe you would want that as your first game back after two years or, you know, you'd want to soak it all in, remember it all. But I get is, you. I, I, I'm is in the this same... an
1: intervention? <laughs>
0: David, um, yeah. If you could just uh, just pause the recording here. There's a, uh, you should have a, hear a couple knocks on the door. There's a few people waiting outside. Oh, hey uh, guys! And, uh, ding dong. Hello. There's a, a few participants here in the Zoom with us. <clears throat> Hold on, before
1: I answer the door, I'm just gonna neck this bourbon. Hey, it's not thirsty Thursday. No, it's not. We haven't done a thirsty Thursday this year.
0: Didn't we do a different thing? I thought we. I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't. I remember know. when we did an episode after Manoa pitched. We were both. Uh, we'd both been drinking because we watched the game, and then we did it. But I don't think we've consciously right, been right, like, right, right, right. let's. Yeah.
0: Right. Um. We're kind of final topic here, uh, David. What, 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 where, where the fuck is Alejandro Kirk at? He's coming, Jacob. He's what, coming. What? Where, why? Where, when is he? When? What? How? How? Why not now?
1: Why went on you know, last night? Yeah, I don't know either, to be honest. I wondered that myself. I thought it was sort of a done deal that he was going to just come up with the team after the All-Star break was over, but maybe... There's a weird thing with rosters, or I don't know. I think you can move up and you can... uh, Jansen has options for sure. You could... Jansen has options, but
0: uh, has Jansen... (laughs) was going to say, has he done anything to deserve to be sent down? I think there's there's a lot of reasons that you could say yes, but uh,
1: I don't think they feel that way about him, seemingly. Well, he was injured, and he just got back, and then it would be weird to be like, and eh, goodbye, and here comes Kirk. You know, Kirk could use probably more time always. He didn't really get a minor league life before he came up last year. Mm-hmm. And you probably want to get his – I don't know what his numbers are like in – in triple a i don't know if he's hitting well or yeah, if he... i'm not about that life of
0: looking into triple a stuff yeah. but i hear other people who have that kind of a life say that he's killing it so unofficially yes he's awesome and I'm you know sure who's not is is, is is reese mcguire am just gonna say that you know he he, he had yeah. uh, i guess two weeks when he was he was awesome he laid down a nice bunt last night but other than that he's left handed and uh Robbie Ray likes throwing to anyone other than jansen so and i think I think the troll man is his favorite
1: yeah so let's let's get him up i think yeah let's. I wonder I wonder what it is. They must have a date set in their mind of when he's coming up and they must have it all worked out or maybe there's some sort of minor something going on with what was it his hips or something that he fucked up? He like uh, some... hip flexor strain. Yeah. Um I w- he must be coming up soon. There's just no I can't imagine any world where he isn't unless there's something wrong with his hips.
0: Makes you sort of wonder about trade deadline day here. 13 days or whatever from from now maybe you would think that they they don't want to subject reese mcguire to the waivers until that point because there is a catcher that's involved in one of these trades whether or not it's a blockbuster whether or not it's kirk going out maybe mcguire is is attached as a package of something meaningless just just for you know because a team could use uh, some depth at cat a catcher because every team can except for us right now
1: damn that's a way better answer. Why did you even let me talk? That's a way better answer. That's definitely what it is. I just thought of that right now. Oh, that's great. That's exactly what it is. That's a great idea. Keep saying that. <laughs> Jacob, that was one of the best ideas. Hey, Jacob, this is Marcus Simeon. I just heard your great idea. <laughs> I'm going to sign with Toronto now.
0: Oh, my God, man. How good it feels to finally feel validated by Marcus, <laughs> to feel like he looks at me and he doesn't judge me and think I'm a loser.
1: <laughs>
0: there, there was a, there was a. This just came to my mind. I'm a little random thought here before we sign off. But there was a game. I don't know if you were working or not, but the, Vlad. The last time Vladdy was DHing, uh, he was going around with the massage gun. And sneaking up behind people and just putting it into their ribs or their sides and just blasting yeah. them into it and going. They, they tracked the whole thing. when he did it
1: to Pete Walker. Oh my was God. Like, Pete Whoa. Walker turned on him. He was squared off and then he realized it was Vladdy. It was so then he started funny. laughing, but like, yeah, he had a quick twitch just to be like, let's go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Vladdy, <laughs> Vladdy, Vladdy. What a wonderful kid. Yeah, he really is. He was doing it again last night, not with the gun, but going up, you know, he's put prodding everyone, grabbing them. Ugh.
1: I, thought, I didn't realize the one that I'm talking about that he was doing it with a gun. I thought he was um, pinching gut fat. I thought he was pinching side gut fat.
0: He had that massage gun, you know, blasts people and he just went up and just put that yeah, into theragun. their body. Yeah, yeah gun. <laughs> you got to love that. Um... But let's put a gun to this episode right now and just put if it's out of its misery. Uh, we'll be back when we're back. It'll be sooner than it was last time. Uh, my name's Jacob Beeman. He's David Patrick Fleming. If you like the show, tell your friends. Follow us on whatever it is. Keep coming in the review. Oh, we had an amazing review come in last time. I won't read it now. Some Someone, D fish or something, he's basically saying it's the funniest podcast he listens to. He listens to a lot of... Sp- I, I mean, it could be a woman as well. Could He or she thinks it's the funniest podcast. They listen to a lot of sports podcasts. None of them make them laugh um like ours does uh so i'm guessing you're hearing this now and you're like yeah that's pretty much how i feel too let us know write it out uh <laughs> and uh we'll be back again soon adios